Hey people and welcome to the very first Catwalk Movement podcast episode. Hey Ange. <laughs> so this is really exciting for us. Um, I could say it's been a long time in the making but it hasn't. Um, where are we? We are maybe 20, 18 days from conception of the idea. The eight back again. 18 days, yeah the eight. Those of you following our numerology on the matter, eight is our magic number. So 18 days from the beginning and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for signing up to join the catwalk movement. Um, for those of you who don't know but have clicked on the podcast or been sent it, we want to let you know that this walk today is the most important thing that you will do for your day, for your week, and maybe even for your whole life, <laughs> right? Because this is a movement and this is a lifestyle and what we're inviting you here today to join us on is, is lifestyle politics. It's about choosing you. It's about making your presence felt on the streets that you walk, in the world that you live, looking after your health, your physical health, your mental health, and taking time for yourself. So just to sort of guide you through this, we would really, really strongly encourage that you are using this time to simply walk for yourself. This isn't about a commute. It isn't about going to the shops. It isn't about feeding the needs and economic um, outcomes of anybody. This walk is for you to be a black woman that is visible, that is present, present in your local area and present in your mind on your reflections. And we hope that our conversations over time will help you to learn a little bit more about yourself and other amazing women that we do and don't know, right? So in essence, that's the catwalk. You can always go back to um, our introduction episode and get a little bit more information about who we are and what we do. But for today, just a reminder, if you're not already, please join the catwalk movement on Strava. And if you haven't recorded your walk, record your walk. Hit record now, press pause, head over to the app, record your steps, because we need to show the impact. We want to show that we have hundreds and thousands and maybe even millions of women joining this movement in saying, I am here, I'm showing up and this is for me. So do join the Catwalk MVMT on Strava, hit record and join the thread. Also, as you know, you can find us on the socials, mostly Instagram, which is at the Catwalk MVMT. And you can also email us with your reflections, feedback and contributions using the email contact at the Catwalk MVMT.com. Yep. All right. So Chantel speaking to you right now, in case you didn't know, in case you didn't know. Um, how, do, how do we start? So Andrew and I were on a break in August 2020, and we happened to be listening to a podcast which was amplifying um, the, black, the black history movement and key people in black history who have They've done the walk, they've done the struggle, they've, they've done it for us. And part of our um, conversation and reflection 
on our daily walks for that holiday or that break was well who are the black women in the UK who are who are our British Harriet Tubman's who tunneled rail, railways and who are our Martin Luther Kings and we struggled we really struggled to come up with some names and on reflection I think that that is maybe about geography and time in terms of how and when people migrated from um, the Americas and the Caribbeans over to the UK and potentially a lot of the work had been done already and so what we see in terms of pioneers of black history in the UK maybe don't seem as significant as the Harriet Tubman's and the Martin Luther King's but equally there are some really powerful black British women who we need to amplify their stories and I say amplify their stories and we use that language because we are talking about shouting from the rooftops making untold and unheard stories heard so that we know them so that we know you know the saying if you know where you where you're coming from then you know where you're going yeah. and we don't need to feel like what we're doing we're starting from scratch in terms of trying to make a change for our own lives individually as well as the social change that we're all seeking so desperately especially in this time especially 2020 because it has been a year and a year for black people um but just to give you a little bit of background um one of the black history um people that we listened to from the podcast that we were listening to on our walk um highlighted the story of Claudette Colvin and for those of you who don't know Claudette Colvin is a or was a 15 year old girl who essentially started the Montgomery bus boycott before Rosa Parks however many of us don't know her name simply because she just didn't have the face or the credentials to fit she was young she was dark-skinned she had no standing in this world. And so whilst all of us are like, yeah, Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks, actually, there was one young girl who was tired that day. And in fact, the story went that she had witnessed a classmate, a male classmate be arrested for rape, probably um, false allegations. And that particular day, a white woman had asked her to move seats on the bus. Um, she wasn't sat in the wrong seat but the white woman didn't want to sit next to her and she refused and that was the beginning of the boycott because when she refused she was then arrested and Martin Luther King picked up the case and then during her um, time of incarceration Rosa Parks then continued with the movement but what stood out to myself and Andrea was the fact that um, we didn't know her name we didn't know her name and that's such a shame because the Montgomery bus boycott is such an important moment in history. So we've done some research and we have carefully selected four women who we feel are key in British history but that we don't necessarily know about and today we are going to be amplifying the story of Sharon Atkin. 
So I'm going to give you a little bit of history and background to who Sharon Atkin was and is. Before you do that, Sharon, yeah. I just want to make, just say hi to everybody. <laughs> Sorry, babes. Because <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Yes, I am actually here. Sharon keeps mentioning my name. I am actually here recording. So <laughs> just Don't worry, she's coming. <laughs> Don't worry, girl, because next week is your time. I'm going to sit back and you can teach just, me just to about, say, just to about say the person that you're researching. I do apologise. My manners, my manners. No, no, you just you just mentioned me in the beginning, but I just wanted to say You'll get, you'll get used to this. Andrea loves the mic secretly and out loud. So, Sharon Atkins. Ready, Ange? Yep, let's Once go. I tell you, then you're going to tell because me. Because I haven't think. read anything about no. Sharon Atkins, so I'm just waiting. I'm intrigued to see what... And I think, actually, most of our, our subscribers may have read the um, Medium article already. Um, but if you want to see this in written form, then head over to your newsletter and you can click the link and read everything that I'm about to tell you anyway. So my first thought when I came across Sharon Atkins was, I wonder what would have happened if she was supported in her activism. So Sharon Atkins is, or at least was, a labour activist. And I need to give you a bit of background into the work that she done. So she was one of the founding members of the Labour Party Black Sections, which was most active um, between 1983 and 1993. And she worked alongside Diane Abbott, Paul Boateng and Bernie, Bernie Grant. And these are names that I definitely know. Yeah, yeah? Know yeah, yeah. We, yeah. So we know these names. We know yeah. Auntie Diane, we know Bernie Grant, Tottenham. But Sharon Atkins, we I don't know, know her name. Her. I've never heard of her. Until right? we've done this research. Exactly. So it seems that the black section movement had been one of the strongest movements in actively campaigning for the black voice to be present in British politics. And essentially what happened was in order for the Labour government to gain a majority in the 1974 election, the black vote was absolutely critical because we know that there's an intersection between race and class. And incidentally, um, the Labour Party did win that election, but what happened was the black sections called on the government to acknowledge this and said, you know, our, if our vote is that important to you, then you need to represent the people that give you power and you need to give us a seat at the table. And this was the very first time in history that um, black people were saying, we, we ain't just here to work from Windrush to, to warehouses. You need us and the views that you, the views that you represent are from these people, so let us be in power with you. Why are you going to speak on our behalf? We should be there to speak right, for ourselves. Right. So these four people started this movement. Now, whilst the Black Sections is a direct um, political movement, we can't forget that it's placed along the backdrop of the uprisings in the early 80s that were happening in Brixton, Bristol, Liverpool, Leeds, Manchester, Birmingham, most of the major cities across the UK. And when people think of um, those uprisings, protests, riots, you know, there's a negative backdrop of basically it's us versus them, usually um, along the stories of police brutality and just outright rebellion. Whereas the black sections were very organized, they were very strategic. And whilst all of that was going on, I think that's important work too. I'm not even going to discredit any riots that were happening in that time because there are there are many, many ways to be an activist. So 
you know this is that was that was one way and the black sections is another way but their work resulted in the introduction of black trade unions the black media workers association and other black affiliate groups across public and private sectors so we're talking about i can't remember what it's called i think it's the mpba the metropolitan police black association and all other affiliate groups that were like do you know what black people actually need a separate voice in this workplace and we do though well we do and i mean we're talking more than 30 years of the beginnings of these things and we're still not there yet but you could be talking about something that's happening today because there's something i heard that would mean like nothing it doesn't always have to result in violence what we do like our protests but right. neither, neither does an arrest yes 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 <laughs> so yes. if our protest doesn't have to result in violence why do arrest have to result in and violence i can't even so just, I, I can't even i can't sorry <laughs> police brutality yeah. yeah my heart can't take it mm. um but despite their growing success so they had you know, they'd they'd formed successful groups across most of the constituencies across the UK. Um, the Labour Party refused to make the Black Sections official. And surprise, surprise. <laughs> done all the work, proved mm. themselves, proved that it was needed, you know, gained momentum. And the Labour Party, Labour MP Neil Kinnock in particular is cited to have said that the Labour Party will not deal with groups based on race. Okay. 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 <laughs> so you won that election because you needed the black vote. Like the, the numbers show the black vote in certain constituencies is what got you here, but you don't want to deal with groups based on race. Okay. Let's amplify the voice of Sharon Atkin now. So Sharon Atkins spoke out by saying that black people directly, she's quoted for saying, black people will not sit by and deliver up their vote time and again to a party which is not prepared to give them anything back. In a further interview, there's several places where it's cited that she said to have been goaded to the interview. I can imagine, I can't find footage of the interview. It's really hard to find Sharon Atkins, her face, any media, newspaper articles on her, no, nothing, right? Even when you go on Wikipedia and look up the black sections, everybody's name's got hyperlink except for hers. If anyone knows who Sharon Atkins is, yeah, and judging by the, the people that she moved with, I believe in my heart she's still alive. I would love to find out why I'm going for the situation because she was then goaded into saying, I don't give a damn about Neil Kinnock and a racist Labour Party. And subsequently, in 1987, she was deselected and removed from standing for local election. But by the sound of things, she wasn't just removed from the local election, she was just removed. Because that's how these people move. They move mad. Yeah, once, <laughs> at, like we, I'm not even. <laughs> yeah. Support Wiley. <laughs> so she was removed and no one stood no one stood with her there is such little information available about what happened after that interview after 1987 who spoke up for her who backed her who even just fed into the conversation about what has happened why she why she stood down there's such little information and so 
I'm called to return to the, my initial question. What would have happened if Sharon Atkin was supported in her activism? And what concerns me the most... Is this that kind of in, like, end-your-own-story type thing? <laughs> so before it ends into your own story. Well, join me now, Ange, <laughs> on the reflections, because what I can't help but think about, and I'm trying my hardest not to judge yet, but Auntie Diane, you were her Cody. You started mm. the thing together. <laughs> and you never spoke her name or it's not evident it's not evident that you spoke her name that's very deep i mean i'm now i think about it maybe I, has, has diane abbott's got an autobiography i cannot say, I can't say. I'm, I'm gonna look it up because if she does i will read it to see if sharon is mentioned sharon atkin i'm going to give her a whole name for this whole episode if um diane abbott's mentions her in that light of the way and standing side by side imagine oh, no, I, don't, I can't even imagine like we're doing this together yeah um something happens you speak out because it probably will be you yeah. that spoke out <laughs> is it is it <laughs> me i'm a scaredy cat <laughs> cat, cat. <laughs> um, you speak out and then i'm not going to say anything because i want to continue my journey can I, I be mad? But can I be mad at you for that? Wait, do you know what? If it was the other way around, I think I would be mad at you. I'm not even gonna lie. Like we're in this hurtful. together. It is hurtful. Like we're in this together, and so I would at least expect you to. I don't know. Not jeopardize your future, mm. but at least speak about it, me in some shape or form. Which is what gets me because I cannot find a single article post this point where someone says this isn't right but then maybe it was the fear because sharon atkins spoke out and look what happened so maybe it maybe they were in a position where it's like we actually can't even afford to speak i don't i, I get it but i don't get it i understand that and that yeah you've got to obviously think about the the your future your you know the longer term future of what holds for you if you do speak out but at the same time you've got to think about Morally, is that the right thing to do? Like, obviously, we can't answer that question because one, we haven't been in that position, and two, we're not those two ladies. So, but I can only go by if that was me and how I would like to have been treated, or at least to have been spoken about in some shape or form, and not just removed from any party. But it seems as though she just removed from literally the face of the earth. Yeah. Like, who can you Google and not find? Like, you can find. Bro, you can find that me. is like, trust me, I've found people that I probably wasn't <laughs> meant to find. So you can find people. I think. Right. What what am I thinking? What are you thinking? I think, like in moving moving forward, or or thinking, considering a different ending, and like starting to think about, you know, well, how does what I've learned here impact what i do in the future i just think again the question like what would have happened if her colleagues and her friends had stood by her and made a stance in being like no she's right you lot are you're not it's it's performative but can i just add something as well maybe they did and maybe that's also been removed 
True. Like, let's put another stance to it because I know. True, because we don't listeners know. Listeners might be saying that, we you know, don't know what they we heard that. Yeah, we, we don't know at that time. We wasn't there at all. You know, yeah. We looking into it at that time. What, what was this? Like, how many years ago was this now? 30. Yeah, 30 years ago. So yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah, 30. Yeah, 30. we were alive then, but were we, you know, involved Sorry, in my that? maths is better than that. 30 odd. <laughs> yeah, so someone might, who's listening, may be able to tell us something different. Something yeah. that they may have heard along the way or listened I, I to just, themselves. I just think, like, as a lesson to be learned, like, it's one thing to be where... So one of the things that I mentioned in the article was the idea of, like, um, when your principles are caught up in conflict with opportunity. And the, one of the, the more recent times that I came across this was when I watched um, Self Made, the story mm, of... CJ, Madam CJ Walker, and when she was offered that opportunity by the franchise oh, yeah. to blow up her business, but that would mean then um, not needing the group of women who had essentially been her her, her business. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they were working for themselves. It was it was such an amazing um, setup that they had, and she had to decide: like, am I going to stick with the for us by us, or am I going to take this opportunity to blow? and have my product sold nationwide. And she did choose to, um, she rejected the offer and still blew. But she had to really think about it. She had to really, and I I respect that because it's difficult. And I can only imagine that potentially Diane Abbott might have been in the same situation. Like, am I gonna stand by um, my sister here or am I going to keep going and move forward knowing that I can get my seat in parliament? But can I just stop you there as well? So <coughs> CJ Walker, she looked at the long term. Well, I spoke about yeah. the long term. So she looked at it from the long term. Okay, yeah, I might not be getting the meals right now, but if right. I stick to the people that help grow with right. me, then right. we can still get there. Right. And this is my issue because 33, 33 years on, where are black people in politics today? yeah we are pretty much in the same situation where you've got one here one there and obviously now it's not even a black thing it's bane which is a whole different conversation and i'm like if they had stood by each other and and really taken all their vim and all their gumption would we have actually had like a completely black party today like, look at what they've done beforehand in creating all of the right you know the different unions right so they did a they did bits they did right. a lot so but then and that was because they were collective they were a team there was no it. i it was a team this is it this so. is it so the separation of them and i'm not i don't know how i don't know how mm. crucial or non-crucial sharon Akium was in this movement but my point is i can't see that they're in we are they are in any better a situation now than they were then and so by appeasing what seems to be the masses by appeasing the table that you've been given a seat at when essentially you are just negotiating on the terms of the oppressor you're only going to get so far Mm -hmm. and what really saddens me about this story or a lesson to be learned is sharon akin went from pet to fret real quick and we know that in the workplace we know that you know especially in this these times we have to be mindful of the quotas that are being met 
the numbers, you know, the diversity statistics. And it's all very well being like, yeah, 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 yeah. We've got Temi on board. And then as soon as you actually speak your truth and live your truth and show up as a black woman, you could be very quickly taken out. And I respect Diane Abbott because she did the work. She's a pioneer. I am, I'm never, ever going to trash that because there was no black female MP before her. So please don't ever take this episode as a mm, questioning. I'm, I'm questioning a scenario of what happened and, and the feelings that might have been at play at the time. But I'm not poo-pooing on the work of Diane Abbott. She is a pioneer. But equally, look at the hard road that she has had to walk yes. in that in in taking her seat at the table like as a woman women are downgraded as it is in politics but as a black mm. woman she isn't she received like the most hate mail yeah. like yeah ever. can you imagine one single one person, person one person one single person receives the most hate why 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 and there's always looking for her flaws and like, come on. And that's got to be a lonely place to be, which is why I'm like, what would have happened if they had stood by each other? Yeah. Like, what would have happened if actually they decided this is the road we thought we were on? And there's a lesson in, in, in that sense as well. Sometimes you can think you're on a trajectory to go somewhere and you plan it all out and you're like, yeah, you know, we've made moves. We're now with this person. This could be work. It could be relationships. It could be anything. And then you get to a point and it's like, oh, snap. Like this isn't working out. In this situation, what wasn't working out was the fact that Sharon Atkin got taken out. And I think sometimes we mustn't be scared to take a detour create a new road you might have thought you had a road ahead of you but do you know what there's lefts there's rights there's, <laughs> there's broken paths if there's anybody un- that follows me they know that that's that's the story of my life so i'm down for that detours there's nothing wrong with a detour as long as the detour is taking you on that you're still following your journey you're just going another route right right you know. yeah so i mean what do I learn? What do I learn from this? What essentially have I learned from amplifying the story of Sharon Atkins? And well, can I just say I've learned a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I just I just feel like really I don't know what the word is, but like grateful that I've taken that great. I don't know what I'm grateful, who I'm grateful to, but I, that I've taken the time to learn about a woman who is hidden um i think i've learned like it's not going to be it's not very easy it's not necessarily easy for me to but to stand in your stand in your fear and stand in your power like sometimes they they are quite the same (laughs) your fear and your power they stand side by side for a little bit and when you truly stand in your power then the fear will go but like i imagine that I just imagine that Diane Abbott was quite scared of what it meant to stand in her power next to Sharon Atkins at that time. But I sisterhood is so important to me mm. that I feel like if I've learned and if I've learned anything, it will be that 
I can't stand by and watch a sister be knocked down and continue on like can't do it. So that's what I've learned this week. Yeah, I feel from what we, what you said, I think I think I've voiced this already, but I feel the same way. You know, I can't stand there and see you mm. something happen to you, and then I'm going to continue that journey with the same people that have hurt you. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. I'm I'm that kind of loyal friend. If loyalty, I can't. Even if it involves money or business, mm. I'm just gonna have to look at it and say, you know what? If you can do that to her, you can do that to me. But this is what I mean. That's what, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I mean. She she's had her political career, but it's been being done to Diane Abbott in a different way. Probably, probably even worse. Like. Mm. Sharon Atkin was probably lucky to get out yeah. because she hasn't had to deal with the trauma. Diana has got to deal with it from inside people and from the external. And her own. And, yeah, and her and own. And her own yeah. now as well. So yeah, here we are. A great first episode. Ed- ed- educating mm. every step of the way. Because yep. um, we are school emotions. There we are, there we are. <laughs> Educators, coaches. Teachers. Teachers. <laughs> Just women empowerment. That's right. Um, how are you? Hold on. Role models. Role models on the catwalk. The catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna get sick of us. <laughs> um, how are your weekly tasks? What have you done this week? What have I done this week? I mean, that's a big question. <laughs> Either way, I don't even know. As when I say weekly tasks, like it's uh, mandatory. No, it's not. I mean. Um, you guys should know that the catwalk is a lifestyle. Um, as I said earlier, it's about lifestyle politics. It's about choosing your piece and protecting it. So the newsletter takes you through or gives you a few things that you can do in your working week um, that will help you to learn, help you to find peace, help you to improve. And that means that, you know, we will make suggestions of things that you can read, you can write, you can listen to. And then ultimately, Saturday is our walk-in day as well. Um, So this week, I have managed to, and I say managed to because, you know, I I don't have the best of routines for the things for myself. I do a lot for myself, but not necessarily routinely. But I've meditated. I've meditated quite a bit. When do you meditate? I have been, so unlike with our, um, unlike when we were on our break, when we got to do meditation every single morning, I have meditated in the evenings um, whilst I'm in bed. I'm just looking for what I've been listening to this week. So I haven't actually, um, I literally this week went on, Apple Music, this is not an ad, and typed in sound bath because I prefer sound bath to meditation music. And then they've got a um they've got a sound bath for all of your chakras. So it's like in the C note, D note, E note, G note, F note, and A note. And each of those notes are aligned to one of your chakras. I'll post it. Um so I've been medita- I've been meditating. And getting some good sleep, some good sleep. It's like the vibrations just run through my chest and I just zone out. And reading, 
I've I restarted Bell Hooks Salvation um, on Black People in Love, and it is such an interesting read in looking at um, looking at how traumas that we haven't lived i.e slavery and racism how that impacts what we do with love in our homes in terms of relationships and with our children so i've been reading on that i'm daily walk i've walked every day even in the rain even in the rain i've walked outside sorry <laughs> got a bit carried away i can't stand the rain <laughs> all right so my weekly task well as you know it has been yeah it has been a week but saying that the week still has gone on yeah and it's only when i actually verbalized what I, when i came and spoke to you and i said oh yeah i haven't really done much but then started to list off the things that i had done and that's when i clocked that i need to retract what i, I just said to you like mm. i have actually done a bit so in terms of the tech for for the catwalk yeah um, I've myself been meditating in the mornings as I do anyway. Um, in the evenings, I I listen to a meditation that helps me go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's mind over matter, but I put it on most nights and I fall asleep. Nice. Which I would naturally fall asleep anyway. Yes, I know, but your routine. I put that. It is actually my routine. Um, like yourself, been doing the um, daily catwalk. Um, I've actually had time out. I had to just press pause on a lot of things because you need it. Yeah. It's no, it didn't make sense for me to be busy but not productive. Mm. So I decided I'm just going to press pause and I will rest resume. Rest is important. I will resume. It's, it's not we, res- we respect rest yeah. at the catwalk movement. Definitely. And, and there's no shame in my game. Like, Good. I pressed pause. I, I was able to deal with my clients that I have, my one-to-one clients, and from they were okay. After I've done, dealt with, those, with them, Good. it was about just, you know, savoring my time, savoring, my, I've been through the whole mental health and the whole breakdown. It's not a good look. Yeah. And I wish back in that time, I wish I had known about pressing pause. Yeah. I think also like being kind to yourself Definitely. in that you initially had said, oh, I haven't really done anything this week. And then when we actually take stock of what we've done, and as women as well, there's so many things that are that seem to be a natural part of our routine. But I think we need to like respect the fact that if you got out of bed and you did the laundry and you opened the mail and you made sure this bill was paid and you washed the dishes every day and you cooked a meal and like if you have actually actively engaged in life and that's before all the but i haven't read a book i haven't meditated i haven't done this email or this project but you've still done a lot like every day we do a lot can i just interject there without all of that as long as you got out of your bed and made your bed that is what no but that is a goal yeah that is that gets that gets your um brain waves going that the dopamine effect yes i've actually achieved something you've been productive yeah i thought you bed in this week as well there you go it's a pleasure to make up the bed so yeah so just by doing that simple task for me was was an achievement nice nice so really sad to say 
We're at the end of our first episode. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of sweet because it's sad to say that we're at the end, but happy We've to say this it. is our first episode. We've done it. We it's don't happened. have to say, okay. We didn't even have a, it wasn't even a thought process. We're just, we were just going to do this. Yeah. It's it, it was a done deal from the... It's done. It was done. It was done. I so can't wait to show them the video that we created the night that we actually, this was actually born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't <laughs> want to see the video, then you're going to need to hit us up. We're going to need, we're going to need a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not coming out. Tell a friend <laughs> to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah. And when we reach certain milestones, we'll give you a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, thank you so, 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 so much for joining us. We really, really, really appreciate all feedback, suggestions, um we're just two people out here educating our own selves every step of the way so i will say you know if we've made any mistakes in our storytelling or there's any gaps that you know that we that need to be filled teach us yeah. come through and join the conversation hashtag the catwalk mdmt and and tell us what you know Tell us about the women that you think need to be amplified. Tell us about the invisible women that need to be visible. Um, and that's not just the ones on the internet. That's your friend. That's your friend who's doing the most, yep. who doesn't feel like she's doing the most. Let her know that she needs to stand and walk in her power and join this movement in making it known that she is here and she matters. So follow us on the socials instagram at the catwalk mbmt again you can email us on contact at the catwalk mbmt.com um, where we will um, be sending the weekly newsletter every sunday the podcast drops on a saturday morning ready for you to do your walk um, and we have got so 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 much in store for you so i'm gonna close it here we're going to get on with next week's, next week's stuff's ready for tomorrow's email. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.